Hi everyone, I'd like to welcome you to Bite Size Technology, where we'll help educate and hopefully entertain you on all things IT. Welcome back everybody. Um, this is the second uh, in our series of podcasts and uh, again, I'm joined by, by Sam Humphreys and, and Patrick Bale. Um, Exabeam and, and Paolo legends in their own rights. And um, again, we're going to be going through, you know, some of your questions and uh, and topical subjects that, that that are in the industry at the moment, in order to, uh, you know, kind of pick them apart and 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 see what we uh, see what we think about them. And um, this week's joke, uh, we we generally tend to uh, run a theme of of bad jokes, uh, bad technical jokes, as well. And uh, this week's joke is. Um, why does NASA use Linux? And the answer is because you can't open windows in space. Told you it was bad. Um, it is really bad in that regard. So uh, it goes without saying that I'll welcome Sam and, and Patrick. Hey, Steve. Hi, Steve. It's wonderful to be back. <laughs> Just if nothing more than uh, bad technical gags. I guess. I'd say that's why we're here, to be honest. <laughs> that's all I was promised. <laughs> well, at least we didn't under-deliver in that regard then. I've got to say, it's a big improvement from last week's joke. Well, what, what, what can I tell you? That's the, the difference in quality between NASA and Microsoft. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. <laughs> so today... We thought we'd cover a, a, a couple of different topics. We kind of did one last week, which is about tech companies and, and, and breach reporting and this kind of stuff. This week, uh, you know, slightly more controversially, I'm going to ask uh, I'm going to ask my guests what what we think about the COVID passport system and uh, whether this is going to turn out uh, the same as uh, as test and trace. Guess what do you what do you think? Don't be shy. Dive right in. Oh, go on, Sam. Go on. You came off me. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think definitely there's going to be no lining of pockets of the government's friends. I think we can all be, be fairly confident that that is possibly a joke you could use next time around. <laughs> I don't know. This one's a difficult one. We've spent a lot of money on test and trace, regardless of your political affili affiliation. Um we got to the moon for less money <laughs> as, a, as a race than test and trace cost. So I'm not feeling that this is necessarily going to be done on an efficient budget somehow. Um, and as a, as a UK taxpayer, that bothers me personally. I do think also that there's still the concerns around the security side of it. And it, we need to take a look at that. If, if this is a thing that does come about, and I think it does feel like it's coming, that you know, there will be a lot of researchers, I think, jumping on whatever app that looks like and understanding the privacy concerns. Uh, and I think there's also, you know, a degree of mistrust generally in giving the authorities information about who you are and what you're doing. Um, we saw this recently, actually, with some research we did around the census. Uh, and a lot of people, we did this with YouGov, so it was absolutely Joe Public, not security people. Um, there was a lot of concern around what the government would do with that information, even though it's going to the, the ONS, not directly into Dido Harding, as an example, um, is that the people were worried that the government would use it to track them, 
um, under COVID rules, and they were very worried about the security of that data. So I think we're going to see the same, both from the security community, that there's going to be some, some decent picking apart of what's going on here, but also the wider concern um, of the public and what this means for their, what they see as their, their rights and freedoms to do things such as go in a pub. Um, and will they, even if there are concerns around privacy and security, care less if it means that they can go and get a pint? How do you feel, Patrick? Pint or privacy? Oh dear, it, a can of worms has been opened. Um, thank you for joining our three hour podcast with uh, our friends at Bytes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it, it's data. If it's data, it's gonna get somewhere it's not supposed to get to. Honestly, it's and anything that tracks our health, well-being decisions on whether whether or not we choose to have a, a vaccine, whether or not it's been forced upon us with a, a, a proverbial carrot dangled so that we can go and get drunk in a pub or have a nice shandy, and depending where you are in the country. Um, it deeply concerns me, everything that relating to uh to this um but yeah like sam you said it, it's it's in ons but it's it's not going to be in ons it's going to it's going to go wherever they want to that that's where it might start um they they will use it elsewhere and are they going to start advertising to us with our data um you know am i expecting if i don't elect to have the vaccine the experimental vaccine do i want to have an advert to say you might want to consider this life insurance i, I don't think i do really um and it's yeah i don't the fact that this data is in one place and it will get somewhere else is a, is a is a huge concern to me and yeah that's a very cynical view there patrick <laughs> in in terms of have the vaccine or buy life insurance uh, it's it's i hadn't actually thought about that that angle the question the question for me you know you're right when you, when you think about you know the data security implications and and as we covered last week you know we've got we've got companies like you know solar winds and, and microsoft and and fire eyes of the world that that huge and spend billions on on security you know annually in terms of in terms of budgets and and handling of of you know software and technology and 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 data in reality the you know the question the question for me is, though, you know, we have a passport system that includes biometric information, right? And and you know, we deal with that on NFC chips as a, you know, as a governed means globally for for using that data in order to be able to go in and out of of uh, countries, you know. So <clears throat> surely it can't be beyond the, you know, the 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 wit of 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 the, uh, you know, the professions. Around uh, around the countries and and around the globe to to come up with a you know a biometric based passport system that allows us to include health data that that works and is you know is reasonably secure in that regard. What do we what do we think? I think I think yeah. I, I, passports are a target though, right? You know, they they your identity sells for more on 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 the dark web than than perhaps. Uh, you you would expect, um, and I think we're adding more data to uh, an already you know private data set that it, it, it's going to become a, a more of a lucrative target, more of a lucrative uh, target. Um, if 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 organisations know where if people know where your data is now and oh exactly what data is there, then they don't have to go look for it anymore. 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I'm being cynical. I, I, I know that. I'm, I'm not under any illusion of that, but it, it does concern me. Um, and I'll be quiet for a bit. For a less cynical view, here comes Sam. <laughs> I do think, going back to the final privacy thing, um, I, I think if we look at the wider public, and I'm not saying like security people especially, but we do sometimes have a bit of a different view just because we sometimes know too much, um, is that people will give up their, their privacy and their data ultimately if they think they're going to get something good off the back of it, um, be that a pint, be that um, I know I get to be, see my friends on social media. I did find it ironic people were bitching about the, um, the census on Facebook. <laughs> Degree of irony there, much. So, yeah, I, ultimately you're right. If, if there's data, someone can get, over, get, get hold of it, they're potentially going to do something bad with it. Is there enough data about Sam Humphreys or Patrick Bale or indeed Steve Marshall already available on the dark web? Who knows? Mm. But... It's, yeah, people sometimes will make potentially bad decisions if they think that they're going to benefit in the short term. And, you know, that's, the instant gratification that the technology brings us is uh, is a good example of that. But it, it does worry me that people have that attitude to their own data um, and beyond sometimes. It's not just their data, it's the data of their family or their friends, depending on how this thing's going to work, um, that also comes into play as well. Yeah, I think like, we've, we've, yeah, I think that's yes, a very fair point. Like, you, whatever data is out there about us, you, you can infer what voting preferences you are from your, your Twitter, your Facebook. That, yeah, that's an inference. And we've seen Cambridge Analytica use that data on mass to move the mindsets of, um, of a, a voting population. Um, I think it's more categorical with has chosen vaccine yes or no because i could say anything on, on social media and i'm not a particularly good actor but i could have one opinion on my public voice and then just you know have another uh, you know the facts are different i you know i, I choose to vote one way or not i, I choose something other than what i i, I pretend i am i'm going on on in public um but yeah no it, it is it is a good point it's that inference and and the linking of using that big data analysis to understand sam is likely this age this height you know voting this preference and therefore we should we are the product on social media. We know that it's free. We are the product. We are being advertised to. We, you know, the exorbitant amounts of money that all the social media companies make off of us already, without having our our, our um, preferences on uh, vaccines and stuff is is already there. Do we think that you know there's a wider you know social responsibility aspect to this in that you know the only way we're going to beat the virus and get back to any form of normality is is vaccination right and and while it's not a you know while it's not a silver bullet in in terms of the fact that it's you know it's secure it's an inoculation you know in that regard where it's 100 percent you know largely you know the scientific consensus says okay you know you need to vaccinate in order to reduce the risk in order to 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 be able to move things back and clearly there's a need at some point in order to know when you're going into to other locations or, 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 or particular areas, whether, you know, whether you have that, that, that vaccination, you know, and, and we've talked a lot in the UK about, you know, national identity cards and, you know, other forms of, of identity. Um, and, you know, in, in reality, you know, does, does it stack up that, 
that if you've got nothing to hide, you've, you, you know, you've got nothing to fear in that regard. There's very many different ways of looking at this lens-wise, um, for sure. I mean, <laughs> we'll go back to passports as a whole. I, I remember wading in an argument on social media a little while ago. People were saying, oh, I don't want, I don't want a vaccine. Why should the government make me have this? Um, they were saying, oh, you know, this stupid vaccine passport thing is another form of control, blah, blah, blah. Um, and especially as they were talking about going abroad. Well, you can't go abroad without a normal passport. So... Is that blackmail that you have to have a passport to go abroad? Is this blackmail to say if you don't have a jab, you can't necessarily go abroad or go in a pub? Or is it just there are consequences to your behaviour? And I mean, from my perspective, putting it out there, I'm quite happy to have it. But it doesn't mean I need to, I think that everyone should have it because I think I should have it. But there is also that degree of herd immunity, which is otherwise this thing is going to mutate because that's what happens. Um, we potentially end up back where we started. So it's, it's, it is an absolute minefield, <laughs> this topic, as you well know, Steve, which is why you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because the, uh, as, as I've said to both my guests before, just because the question's difficult doesn't mean it's wrong. Patrick? Yes, yes, I agree with what Sam said there. Um, my input, I'm going to try and not get my back up. I'm going to pivot back to the data aspect of it um, and say that <laughs> if, if the da more data is there, then it's more likely to be a target. I think that's what that's what we want to be focused on. That's what I want to talk about. Um, Steve might not, but um, yeah, like, and again, just to reinforce what Sam said, it might already be out there. I think, I think it's more data there for people to know more about us. And I just I don't think anybody really appreciates the um, the implications of, of that and what that means for us to travel, to do something in the event of something, you know, if, if X equals Y type um, scenario. What what does it mean? We don't know. We, we really don't know. And again, the something that we're not going to be able to answer today. No, I think I think you're right, Patrick. And, you know, it, it it's it's like all of these things, you know, in in reality. You know, when I look at last year, you know, it, it, it was some ridiculous number, you know, of, of breach records last year, about 36 billion, I think, breach records that, you know, equates to, you know, the, the, the world population is only 7.8 billion. So, you know, everybody's been breached at least 4.6 times. And, you know, you look at that and that's staggering. And, and you know, my guests today have, have looked at, you know some of the social aspects as well as some of the data aspects and and the security concerns and we you know we're security professionals and and we're concerned about you know the amount of data that's available you know what the intentions are of people to use it and and how they're going to use it and what they're going to use it for and and that's not just the intended consequences of it but also the unintended consequences of having this data as well i think you know, all of us, you know, when when we travel across the world and we travel across the Internet, and we travel across <coughs> everything in our daily lives, you know, we, we, we leave a digital shadow behind us. And depending on what that shadow is depends on, you know, its usage. You know, Patrick mentioned things like Cambridge Analytica and 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 the way that, uh, you know, big data companies and, and ultimately marketing companies likes of Facebook and Google and Co use this data 
in order to advertise and and we've seen nefarious uses with Cambridge Analytica to, to sway political opinion and this type of stuff. I think my guests will probably agree, you know, that the, the summary for today's podcast really is about, you know, do, do we think the, the, the vaccination passport is a good idea? I, I don't think we've actually answered that question because, you know, we, we've, we've got concerns as security professionals. We also know that, you know, segments of the population will will respond to this in different ways. Um, you know, the later generations, you know, uh, the instant the Instagram generation, as I like to call them, for instant gratification, you know, will probably give that data up quite freely. And we've seen it, you know, on on social media where people have been taking pictures of their their vaccination cards and those kind of things, which which we know criminals have been using to 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 fake and clone copies of. Um, I don't think there's any one right answer. I think, you know, we need to look at it. Government needs to make clear decisions about, you know, what its intended use is, how it's going to be used, what it will be used for, how the data is going to be secured, and, you know, who's going to have access to that data. And I think we need to go a long way before, you know, uh, the, the, the security population here is, is, you know, is going to be able to uh, answer that question. So I think uh, that's that's the end of today's podcast, and I thank my guests as I always do. Um, please continue to uh, email us with your questions, and uh, we'll we'll carry on, uh, you know, asking uh, asking the difficult questions. Please make them as difficult as you possibly can. I like to see Sam and and, and Patrick squirm when they're when they're much more difficult questions like this one today. So uh, please keep writing into us, and uh, and we'll keep answering your questions. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. And, uh, and, and we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening to Bite Size Technology. Please do watch out for our next session coming soon.